Hey guys, I just wanted to take a minute to make sure you guys have heard about Riverside Wine and Spirits. And sure, they sponsor the show, but they're straight up my favorite spot in town to pick up my booze. And I honestly believe that. If I didn't, I wouldn't have them sponsoring the show. I practice what I preach, people. But anyway, they've got everything you need for upcoming parties, dinner parties, just dinners, uh, get-togethers, or what have you, dates even. And uh, they also recently updated their website. So now you can go to their website and see exactly which taps and which kegs they have in stock at any given moment. It's a really neat website. It's a beautiful new design that they've got going on. So whoever did that, kudos to you. It's a great new-looking website. But... Uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to take a minute, make sure you guys know about that. They also have plenty of wine. They've also got plenty of spirits. And if it's within their distribution network, they don't have a problem special ordering something for you or try, or at least trying to locate it for you where you can get it. So anyway, just wanted to take a minute before we start the show to make sure you guys know about that. And you can check them out in cyberspace at riversidewine.com and in reality at 600 Manufacturers Road right here in Chattanooga. Hello, 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 Brew Chatters. Here we are again on the precipice of the Centurion, our 99th episode. And as such, it's very reminiscent of the last week of senior year of high school. So, AK, we, we are just trying to get through this episode. We still enjoyed ourselves. We have a great discussion. We talk about uh, how film is changing, like whether this new format of TV, like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, this long-form movie things, so to speak, how that's affecting the film industry or vice versa. We also talk about how Colin Trevorrow was fired off of Star Wars 9. Did he leave? Did he get fired? Who knows? And uh, yeah, so anyway, ease on back. Here's episode 99, the penultimate before episode 100. I think I'm using that word right. I hope so. Anyway, here's episode 99 of the Brew Chat Podcast. to September 21st or something. And I can't help but wonder what Saudi is considering the good old days. I'm trying, I'm playing a game in my head of how racist is this museum going to be? Like how, what does Saudi Daisy consider the, not old, old. They purposely left the D out, which makes me think more racist. The good old days museum. I cannot recall. But yes, the Good Old Days Museum, sponsored by Saudi. I'm wondering if it's just going to go full-on whitewashing and not addressing anything remotely controversial, just like it's a museum of what looks like Rockwell paintings. Or... Does it advertise any pictures? I don't know what it is. I have to take a better look at the, at the palette. But I'm thinking it could either be like it'll look like the inside of a Cracker Barrel and it'll just be safe, wholesome, totally white people yeah. stuff. Or are they going to throw up some Confederate stuff? Like, but play it off like, oh, remember when the Dukes of Hazard was a good family show? Or is it going to be like a Klan rally? 
but that's how they get you there is they don't want to say clan rally they're looking for the type of people who miss the good old days and that's how they sucker you in so i'm very curious i'm curious but like i miss those good old days it, it's that sliding like level of curiosity like in that, in that, like, fear of success haunting me thing, like, someone will get a picture of me there, and they'll be like, he's a racist. There is my oh, voice. There we go. Showing up over there. And there is my I'm voice good. showing up over there. And it's showing up over there. And it's showing up in my head as well. Testing. One, two, one, two. Testing, testing, testing. I sound really quiet in my headphones. See, I hear you louder than me in my headphones. I've always had that happen. I hear his. you louder than me in my headphones. I need headphones. to get like a uh, a proper my or a proper headphone <laughs> amplifier. We should, we should do. Yeah. Okay, we're good. If this mic stand could go like a third of a millimeter wider, we could right? really sit on here nicely. I mean, the mic stand's worth more than the table, so it's not like get a better <laughs> mic stand. What do we got lined up for tonight? All right. We got to get back to the state series. Yeah, we do. Are we at, did I oh, see number right. nine? Is this, this isn't the 100th episode, is it? No, this is 99. Okay. 99. Okay, so next week. Are we doing something special? Should we do some, should we there's do some gotta sort of be, like special There's got to be or? enough beers out there, all right, <laughs> that are like anniversary or celebration, like generic marketing shit that we can get for 100. Right? Like, everyone's always turning out some sort of anniversary, milestone, something. They yeah. won't be related at all, except purely by marketing, but it could be fun. Wait, what do you mean like that? Like, a, like, like a I've seen it before, like mail? a stone anniversary ale or something. Uh, like, the styles, don't, the only thing they have in common is just, like, that marketing name or, like... Yeah, it's their anniversary. Like, Sierra Nevada Celebration, I want to say, was that one that sued Moccasin Band. Yeah, um, yeah. Just bullshit, um... But if we have stuff lined up, we can go with that. I was just trying to think of something fun for a hundred. Like, it might yeah. actually involve, like, going shelf to shelf and being like, all right, what sounds Centuranian? <laughs> Find some, like, fancy beers. Yeah, beers with, like, a hundred just on the label. <laughs> dude, I'll tell Jordan that it's our hundredth episode, and I'll be like, dude, hook us up with something. Hook us up with something yeah. that says 100. Yeah, hook us yeah. up with something crazy. Um, Maybe some 100 rated beers, you know, like how they have ooh, down at, yeah. yeah, how they have down at um, Beverage World. They've got the ratings on them. Does Riverside do that? I don't think so. They should. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They're rearranging their stash down there right now. Oh. They're running around <clears throat> all crazy, uh, like rearranging. They put out some glasses. Uh, I don't want to speak because I, I just heard chatter. Backroom chatter, Brew chatter when I was down there. Brew chatter, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they've got a bunch of just swag, like glasses and shit that breweries and whatnot have left them. Does that make me a little louder right there? That yeah, makes, yeah, you're pretty loud. Really, I, think, I thought it was good before. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, uh, we need to get a proper headphone amplifier is what we need to, need to do. All right. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, I'm I'm going by the visual representation here. It looks good. Looks good. Yeah, Cotton. it looks good to me. Looks pretty good. 
But uh, yeah, so anyway, so Riverside's got all this swag that breweries have given them over the years, like glasses and things like that. So they started putting those out front. And I don't know what they're going to do with them, but I venture a guess that they're going to sell them or they're going to do some sort of promo with them. But they've got all sorts of fancy glasses down there now. They're rearranging their whole beer section. I, you know, looks like they're trying to make some more weirder, obscure beers a little more prominent, easier to find. But yeah, so I'll, I'll get yeah, I'll ask Jordan. I'll get him to give us a. I don't know. We'll do yeah, something. It's something the next special. episode. Yeah. 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 Get ready. This is episode ninety nine. That's crazy. I was thinking about that today because Kate was rewatching. Uh, so yeah, I saw she started liking some of our. Yeah, well, she rewatched. I think it was episode seventy five or something like that. Yeah. We did uh, North Carolina beers, like Asheville okay. beers and stuff, and Hunk Funny, and Hunk Funny. That wasn't episode seventy five. Was it? It was around there. Yeah. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. That's what I said, dude. Well, because Game of Thrones counts towards that, too, and all those ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. what I said, though. I, I thought was you like, were count- I thought Game shit. of Thrones were getting counted separate. No, no. I mean, they're organized but on the website only, separate. But that's only seven more. Yeah, it's only seven. Yeah. I just didn't realize But it's like, it was- holy shit. Yeah, we're almost at 100. Yeah. So uh, I guess the next milestone after that would be 150 and then 200. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. I'll I'll get us something fancy for this next episode though some uh, a celebration. We'll just record yeah. the next one in tuxedos. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll great. wear a tuxedo for the next one. Sure. Fuck yeah, <laughs> if I can grab one. I don't <laughs> see. I'll dress fancy. At, at Mine's at the like, cleaners. <laughs> at least just like a jacket and a a thing, a bow tie. That's what those are called. Yeah, yeah, those doohickeys. Just a jacket and a bow tie. Yeah. Right. Well, it'll be a step up since we usually record naked. Right. Mm. Well, All the time. Some yeah. say step up. <laughs> <laughs> or classing it up. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about this Tahoe Deep. All right. Deep. The Tahoe Deep. Yeah. A little bit uh, Knee Deep Brewing, Auburn, California. An Imperial IPA. Yeah, we don't really have a theme tonight. I just kind of went to Riverside and picked out a bunch of shit that I hadn't heard of. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll call this episode like Into the Unknown or something. Sure. Let's see. This is uh, <laughs> waiting for 100. <laughs> yeah, waiting for 100. Into we the got unknown. Be- we got beers that just to just burn through. Yeah, just Sounds we're like here. A um, th- this is the last semester, or like the last. This the is last. La- yeah. like the last week of April, your senior year of high school, mm-hmm. is how episode 99 feels. It does. Yeah. You know, you you're just like you're, you're just not showing on- up, waiting to take some finals and walk across the stage. It's like right before that, like. It's not even, they're not going to teach you anything new before. Like, no. you have the study guide for yeah. the finals, like, but finals aren't for another two weeks. So you're yeah. not really learning anything yeah. new. It's the same as turning in your two weeks notice at a job. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, don't give them any new projects. <laughs> right. You're just biding time. Yeah. yeah. Now, we can, uh, let's copyright that name, Waiting for 100. That'll be the, the brew 100. chat story. The hashtag. <laughs> hashtag Waiting for 100. I gotta write that down. The brew chat story. <laughs> Yeah, and then I decided that I wanted to sit around and shoot the shit and drink beer. <laughs> that's, you know, I swore interview. to myself I'd get 100 episodes in before I died. <laughs> Dude, Less they than have, two years uh, later. They have Pickle Rick on their can here. Is that what that is? I don't think that's what that is. Maybe. No, it looks like Pickle Rick, but it's like a little evil hot man. Yeah, it's he's got uh, he's got like a bicorn or something, and his eyes his eyeballs are facing different directions. Oh yeah, he's got some wall eyes. Yeah, yeah. That wall eyed son of a bitch. But yeah, this is uh, Knee Deep Brewing Company. 
Tahoe Deep from Auburn, California, which yep. is in Placer County. Cascade Centennial and CTZ Hops keep this Imperial IPA West Coast style floral fruit and citrus aromas. Tahoe Deep is the perfect or perfect beer to keep on hand for a trip to the lake. I'm assuming they're talking about Lake Tahoe. I would assume so. But no, this is a good beer. I like it. It is uh, 8.5% alcohol, and yeah. it does not taste like it. No, it's not a, really. It does it's not a solid imperial like IPA. Yeah. It does not look like it. I would think maybe 7.5, but maybe that, that's just my judgment. So maybe I'd be wrong. I mean, it's definitely hoppy. If you're not a fan of IPAs, mm-hmm. you wouldn't like it's it. It's got that but... sort of dank nose to it. Yeah. It's good. It's not super thick, and it's not... It's not. It's got the earthiness like, to it. Yeah. It's got a lot of hot presence, but it's not a. It's not as strong as some others. Like if you no, drink. No, it's not a, a knock you on your ass. If imperial. you drink a stone, it's going to be way more hoppy than this, mm-hmm. and you won't get the alcohol out of some of their beers that you would out of this. It's got a. Uh, it's got enough alcohol to do the job of an imperial, but not so much that you need to drink it for dessert. Yeah. Though it does come in these bigger, like tall boys. Yeah. Oh, speaking of... Uh, Looks like they're, what, $4 tall boys? I don't know what you just said that reminded me of this, but, you know, last week we had that, uh, was it Metric, uh, Meteor, something like that, that tall beer we had, the fancy, oh, yeah. the, the yeah. table beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know table beer was an actual style. Apparently uh, it is. Okay. I did oh. not know this. I thought it was just a branding thing. They like make because breweries do that sometimes. They'll yeah. make up goofy terms, right? Of just like ah, this is a, a picnic beer or whatever. Like this one says picnic on here. I guess like, I've heard of table wine though. Yeah, so. well, it's a similar thing. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's apparently because I talked to Jordan today. Apparently, that's why it was so bland. He was like, huh. "Yeah, it's a table beer." Like it. That means uh, bland. Uh, essentially, yeah, it's made to just uh, that was drink while it's on the table, and it's was, not it's not made to be the center of attention. What was the ABV huh. on that? It's again? made to be consumed with food and shit. Hmm. Oh. Uh, it was like four point five or That's something. What I, was I believe. Thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So just like something to pass around. Yeah, just it. something to pass around. Now I wonder. Sit there and okay, for a while. Do you think anyone like intentionally makes a table beer, or that was like a save at the end one day, and someone was like, "This is weak." Yeah, Dave, this beer is weak, man. Uh, well, that's because, like, it's a, uh, looking around the room, like, furtively. <laughs> it's a table beer. It's a table beer. It's, table it's not supposed to taste like anything. It has all the flavor and excitement of a table. It's like and then they were like, <laughs> oh, okay. And thus, like, the style. Hey, oh, oh, yeah, it's like a, like a table wine. You've oh, heard yeah, of table sure. beer, right? Oh, yeah, I've heard of table beer. This oh, is a textbook table oh, yeah. beer right here. And it was just yeah. born out of, like, one man's lie. <laughs> <laughs> that could be almost every style of beer. Just going to the line. Probably I mean, kind of IPA is like that. They were like, yeah. "Oh man, we should put these things in it to preserve it on the way across the yeah, ocean." Yeah, but that made it more intentional. I'm saying the table beer was tasted, and then they came up <laughs> with it. Like it was, they well, struck they, out whatever they were doing. Well, they didn't realize it was going to be a style when they did it to cross the ocean. That's true. Yeah, and they were like, "Holy shit, this is fucking delicious." Well, it's and like it's, that one that know, Hutton and Smith first brewed, and yeah, Melanie, I'm going to bring it up again because it was delicious. Um, <laughs> but that one, I can't remember the name of it though. It was a. Uh, oh, the, the I like, mistake. I don't know. They met, yeah, they messed like something up, but of. it was good. It was dark as shit. Yeah. And 
but super light. It was tasty. I liked that beer. I missed that beer. I want to make a Schwartz beer. Maybe I'll do that for the next one I do. Schwartz beer be good. I'm get, I'm, I'm going to bottle mine soon. I have to. I'm just tired of waiting. Yeah. I don't know why I'm waiting on you to do it. So we have to whip the stuff out once. Yeah. I still yeah, point, I still need to dry hop mine. There, Alan, a little bit more at your mouth. All right. I still need to dry hop mine. I checked it, and the uh, the gravity is still you can changing. Just tilt it down if you want. It just needs to, it's super directional, so it just needs to be like pointed at your. Uh, mouth like the the thing was cutting in and out, so I kept looking over. But mm-hmm. now it's good. Right. I'll check it again when I get back tonight. But last I checked, the gravity was still going down. It was at ten twenty four, I think, from fifty something. But I think it's still going. Hmm. That was a couple days ago. Yeah, I gotta try my marble rye. Yeah. I tasted it when I checked it, though, and it does taste fucking awesome. It just needs some lemon and pepper. I should just drop some in when I get home, whether it's ready or not. I'm sick of waiting, too. Mm. I got to brew something for when my son enters this world. I need a beer, like, ready and queued up, worthy of his ascension to life. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what yet. No pressure. You should. Yeah, no no pressure, but it can't suck. (laughs) Dude, I got it. You need to brew a beer that can be bottled, like, the week that he's born. And then save one of those for when he's 18. That I like where your head's at. It would be so bad. Unless... No, hold on. And yes, I said wait, 18 wait, wait. because I don't think it's right that you can die but not drink for your country. Agreed. I would... That means I'm going to have to learn... I can do this. I can do this theoretically. Bottle conditioning. Got to figure out how that happens and do it that way. So that it doesn't suck. Yeah. I don't know how, but I, I have no idea how that works, but right. I'll do that. Make a monster beer next. Just. And just say Just it. something potentially deadly. <laughs> like one of the, you know how it goes, like an 18% beer. I got to figure out how that happens. And that's what I'll do. Or. I'll put in like a safety deposit box in a bank so it's constantly <laughs> like has temperature that's control. Yeah. And if it explodes, I just never have to go back there. <laughs> or breed it into his mind of just like that whole like but find a way to like really get in there because my parent my dad tried this but at the time my dad came off as an asshole and not necessarily the way he was wanting to but how parents would be like if you ever have the urge to like do drugs or <laughs> or drink come to me first but like purely ingrained in his mind like look man like I brew beer like I don't Hopefully the Brew Chat podcast is still going to be going like 13, 14 years, but I don't know. I'd be like, I used to do this beer podcast. You can go listen to me ramble about crazy shit before you were born. Um, if, if you ever want to drink and your friends try to pressure you, bring your friends, come to here, but not more than two because I'm not going to go to jail <laughs> for getting minors <laughs> drunk. But it's like, I will, I will we'll introduce you guys to some beer and we'll do a tasting. And then that's when you whip out this kick-ass crazy bottle condition beer that's been aging for a decade and uh, or however long and you whip it out and like one little taster glass like this just kicks them on their ass and they're like all right they respect it you know i hope by the time in like 18 years that you can drink at 18 again because now it's i i've always thought that yeah the same, i've always had the same mindset and it's always pissed me off it, it just it's i irritating. can kill a man but you won't let me yeah. hold a beer yeah i can vote yeah, which clearly has more importance than we thought, but, but I, I can't. can't drink. I can't vote drunk. 
I can't take a fucking <laughs> shot. Like I can I can shoot, but I can't take a shot. What the hell? Damn. Are you allowed to vote drunk? <clears throat> I don't know Try if you're allowed me. not to. I don't think there's any rule against it. Yeah. I mean, obviously they could probably get you on probably hip talks or something. Yeah. But you, you ride that line of where you're like, What's it's noticeable. I would want people to notice that I'm drunk, but okay. not sloppily. Yeah, you just like standing yeah. in line. Hold on. On that note, can they room. remove me if it's my constitutional right to like vote? Like, I have a right to be, not like when you're drunk, just be like, I have a right to be here. And like, you, re- <laughs> you, and you really don't. But... <laughs> If I'm there, like, voting, and someone's like, sir, you gotta go, you're, like, wasted. Can I be like, I have a constitutional right to be here? Because then that's very true. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think we just went full NPR right now. This is, uh, (laughs) this is, uh, you know, there we go. This Um, is talking about voting drunk here on the Brew Chat (laughs) podcast. I'm here with Tanner and Jared, and we're debating the merits of voting while intoxicated. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, but, uh, think, I think no, we have to right. try it next time. You're obviously. right. Yeah. No, we should do that the next time. The next presidential <laughs> next election, election. We should Just go next there. election. And because even if cops try to arrest you for being drunk in public, I don't think they're legally allowed because I think you're right. It would be. They'd have to wait until after, you, yeah. after you're done. Yeah, I yeah. think obviously if I'm in there throwing chairs and flipping tables and being a drunken nuisance, like, yeah, they can right. take you out of there. Yeah. But Peeking over people's if I'm just having trouble standing, like you noticeably. Get for two? Yeah, if, I, if I'm looking at people's things, but if I'm just having trouble standing and somebody's like, we can smell the whiskey on him from the parking lot. Right. You're not hurting anyone. Yeah, I'm not hurting anyone. You're there to do your civic And I have a fundamental right to be there. I'm here for my sticker. I'm here to, you know. Yo, vote. Defend freedom. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. uh, No, I think we should Mythbusters that shit the next uh, round of voting that comes around. Brew chat goes voting. Yeah. (laughs) Voting while drunk. (laughs) Voting while drunk. Tonight on News Channel 5. special. Yeah. No, we'll go like Vice on on that shit. Like Vice (laughs) News. Yeah. We'll have, like, the B-roll of us in the parking lot, like, getting ready. <laughs> just, like, some passing around a fifth of Jack. <laughs> I like, just want a we're shot gonna of go in there. a bunch of airplane bombs. I want a shot of me, like, from the back. Like, a real low-angle shot that's got the voting booth in front of me. I'm walking up to maybe crossing the street, and I just, like, chuck a whiskey bottle. <laughs> right down like, the on ground. The way yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blur effect, fade to black and white. And like the brood chat font, but it's being written this time instead of just appearing. It's being written in lobster <laughs> as the bottle falls and shatters in slow motion. Brood chat goes to the polls. Maybe have a Johnny Cash song playing in the background. Can something you grab like some glasses over there? When the man sure. comes around. <laughs> 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 and he rode a pale horse. Why is, why is Tanner like wearing a guitar? Like, <laughs> go We're all dressed in black. I'm excited about this beer. I purely bought this because of the label. What's that say? This could be one for our new show that we were talking about before this show. The uh, what is it? Turn it back. What around. was it? Uh, what about what was it? The bit. The bitch beer one. What was that? What was that idea? Oh, oh beer or bitch drink. Beer. Bitch. Yeah, beer or bitch drink. Yeah, yeah. That one does look like it's a contender for beer or bitch. Yeah, drink. it's uh. 
I guess it's just showing our conformity to society standards of color. But, um, yeah, it's purple and hot pink. And it's got some lady wearing, like, a pink leopard print 80s. I was going to go 90s. This looks very 90s from yeah. the angle I'm looking at it. Yeah, it does. It's very Clarissa explains it all. Yes, it's yes, it lady. is. And it's called McKellar. It's alive. It's alive. It's got an exclamation mark. All right, so is it a beer or bitch drink? I'm going beer without reading any of the flavor text, uh, of which there is some, but it is in Belgian? Oh, that's not a language. Brewed by... It De looks Prof- like... Wait, wait, I got this. Brewed by De Prof Beweerge Le Christi Hifte Belgium. Um, and then it has, oh, it's got it in three languages. I don't know what these other languages are. Some sort of Belgian. Um, beer, ingredients, water, barley malt, which is in bold for some reason, light rock candy, barley malt. hops, yeast, and bretomyces. Bretomyces. And it has that in two other languages again. But English is the one in the middle. It's interesting. 8% alcohol by volume. Best before 1708. Oh, the year is first. Uh, 822. Are you 17. sure this is Belgian? Oh, it does say Belgian. So it's right at the it's end here. Belgium. But... 822. So technically the end of last month, but how's it looking here? It's a Belgian wild ale. I get a weird, I've not tasted it yet, but I'm just sniffing it. I get like a weird, like like a mulchy, not necessarily that typical earthy dirt smell, but like a mulch, like a little bit of manure. No, this is like a, it smells, I haven't tried it yet, it smells like a sour lambic, like a lambic that went wild. That's the Bretonomyces. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got wild shit in it. Uh, that's the, that's this one. Oh, right? oh, oh, I do not like that. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> I kind of like this. Oh, actually. God. Well, it said it went, it said it was best before 822. Okay, did that. Well, oh, oh. <laughs> I like this. It's got a lot <laughs> going on. I haven't on. tasted it, it yet. It I'm not a fan of the smell. It smells kind of. Oh, that is. It smells clean. a little manure It tastes it smells like, like poo water. And I'm not saying dookie. Like urinal like, cake. This I'm, tastes like I'm urinal cake. I'm literally saying it smells like manure. And not as a slight. Like, that's just purely literal. That's what it smells like. This tastes like urinal cake. Not a not a huge fan of this. Belgian wild ale. Am I the only one here that likes this? I'm going to go with the yeah. Wow. Do you Shelton like urinal cake? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Belcher Cut off Town, a little bit, spread it on a cracker. Mm-hmm. Imported, imported by Shelton Brothers in Belchertown, Massachusetts. Ugh. It's uh, this is not for me. McKellar.dk. Hmm. The label was so deceptively whimsical. I would, I would be interested. It's not really whimsical. I mean, it's, so it's someone drowning in a beer. No, but it's alive. Oh, you think maybe the beer is alive? It's the Bretonomyces. That's what the, it's clawing the for The label freedom. is really weird for the type of beer it is to it's me. Strange. Yeah. I expected this to taste like a milkshake, not like a bathroom floor. 
Yeah, from far away, that label kind of looks like a birthday cake. Yeah. Yeah, like with a candle popping up and whatnot. I mean, it's it's a simple color scheme and design, but still vivid. Very I mean, Clarissa. Me, You're right. It's very it. Clarissa explains it all. It got me to buy it. I mean, that's ultimately I was like, hey, because I, I went to Riverside. I was like, I didn't really have a theme for this show because, again, it's uh, last week of senior year. And uh, <laughs> What's the described ABP a bunch of shit we hadn't had before. So the store I went to was Riverside Wine and Spirits. 8%. Whoa. We got some strong ones tonight. That Yeah, I did want to make sure they were strong. Yeah, I did make sure of that. I am. We have another Belgian over here. I am most certainly not a fan of that. I have high hopes for this one. I like Reformation. Cadence. The Cadence. Yeah, I grabbed that one. Reformation, <laughs> we talked to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I um, didn't know they were canning. Yeah. They, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? I don't know. We meet a lot of people. Yeah. It's It's hard. I'm And I'm bad with names. So bad with names. So. Nick, I think. Nate. Shit. We can go back and I'm look terrible. it up. We yeah. should cut this part out. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to leave yeah, it. No, I, uh, I love Reformation Brewery, and I have high hopes for this Cajun, uh, Cajun, Cadence Belgian style ale. And this one is 6.9%. Nice. Yeah, no, we've had a lot of good interviews with Reformation. I like their beer. And we've had a, a lot of really good beers from there. I was very excited to see they were canning. I did not know they were. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I like their cans. That's a really well-designed can. It's like red and white and silver. I love that com- that color combo. Yeah. It's very Iron Man-y. Like his silver Centurion armor. It is it's, uh, it's far simple, less ostentatious still... than complete hot rod gold. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, speaking of the, the Iron Man movies, I was wondering, like, the reason it was gold the first thing it was like entirely gold was because you know it had to survive the higher you know atmosphere uh temperature drops well, it's silver at, at the beginning oh yeah yeah the first one was why was it gold why did he turn it all gold though uh well yeah he it, need, you're right it was silver but then yeah, it, it was froze. silver because it, he was just like making a mock-up and yeah. then it froze, yeah, it froze at high so he had to make it the gold third one and then at that point, it just it gets to the point of like, he just likes flashy shit, right? You know, yeah, it was silver. Then he made it gold because it had to do with the temperature freezing, and then he thought that was ostentatious, so he threw the little hot rod red on there. So are all his suits still like, are they all gold underneath? Like even the silver ones? Maybe. Does he like have to replate it in silver after covering up the silver? Yeah, because I remember there was an app that came out with Iron Man three. That you could download that had a... It was actually a really cool app. It gave started. you a bunch of ringtones and shit for Jarvis. Okay. So when he you got a text, you'd be like, you've got a text, sir. <laughs> like, it was actually pretty cool. Um, but you also got to like scroll through in the app of like the Hall of Armor. Right. Because an Iron Man 3 had a shit ton of armors. Yeah. Right. And it gave you little bios about each one. And he had one in there that actually was all gold. That I guess he just didn't paint. Yeah. Because um, why not? And then the, it's part, ostentatious. Of, part of his whole character yeah. is that he's always upgrading and right, right, right. making new now shit. Now I was just wondering if yeah. he still had that if he still had that issue where they're all technically gold underneath. Could be, yeah. I'd completely forgot that making them out of a different material that was gold was what solved the icing issue. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. But I guess that is what solved the icing issue, isn't it? 
So does that mean in Iron Man 2, Justin Hammer's, like, mech bots would have all been gold underneath, or did they never go high enough that he ever actually noticed that would happen? I don't, yeah, I guess not. I that would have been a really cool callback if the writers had thought to do that in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Just have him fly super high. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, he yeah, may not have but that's how he. Yeah, but that's how he beat, um, what's it, Obadiah yeah. in the first one. Yeah. So, I mean, eh. So for, yeah. I could block, see it work Blockbuster storytelling. Blockbuster storytelling, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. But no, I was just thinking that other, yeah. any iron suit should have to be... They would have done that shit mm-hmm. in comic yeah, books. Yeah, that's so. true. Speaking of, I was reading about uh, the Inhumans premiere and how that's been going. I'm not excited about it. Really? I, uh, I have, I I've be, never been excited about it. It's, I didn't want it to tank. Like, they're. And I've said it before on these. Like, they're not the X Men. Stop trying to make them the X Men. I think they had lightning in a bottle with the Guardians. Like people we've never mm-hmm. heard of but the guardians weren't trying to be a property they didn't own they were just trying to be their own right. thing yeah but like the inhumans is so clearly like they're as cool as the, they're the mega blocks they they're yeah. just like x-men they're like the same they even go together uh, like no they don't god damn it like well what gave me hope about it was i've watched uh agents of shield which I've watched religiously since it came out. And even though the first season was a little rough. Like, I'll eventually go back. I, I've been on board with on it, that. even from the beginning. Being, well, like I understood from season one. I was like, I get what they're doing. They're having to lay a foundation. I get what they're doing. But neither here nor there. We're talking about Inhumans. Right. So they've heavily relied on the Inhuman shit from the get-go with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like that entire show from yeah, the beginning has it. been all about Inhumans. And I'm willing to bet that they had planned, at least from the uh, some initial get-go, of just unfolding the human story within Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right. which works. So I'm curious to see how much it calls back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. because it should. You're I mean, right, it should. Like, it should, very much so. And I don't know, it's just Scott Buck being on there doesn't Ooh. get me excited. It's not that just, he doesn't get you excited. He's the Josh Trank of yeah. TV he's not, show writing. He's not quite as bad, but he's like... He goes in if and jo- If it. Josh Trank is at a 10, I'd say he's at about an 8. 8.5. For ruining shows. Yeah, for just being, or, or just being or a hack. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just like not being really that good. And it's like, how do you keep getting jobs? Yeah. The only thing that separates him, that 10 from that 8.5, is the fact that... Uh, Scott Buck does de- keep still getting jobs somehow. See, now, I would actually say, I, I agree with all your points. I would flip it, actually, because Josh Trank doesn't do anything and therefore has no experience and no room to grow. He He's not even trying to, like, learn, so to speak. Uh, Josh Trank, I mean, don't hold me to this, but maybe one day he'll be like, holy shit, I suck. I should, like, rethink about how I do literally everything. But Scott Buck (laughs) has been doing this for so long and is set in his ways of making shit suck. Like, like Josh Trank has made some shit, and that's just who he is. But maybe that can change. Scott Buck is like... That is who he is. <laughs> well, I think I think the fundamental difference there is it's it's and like this a, goes to show which is actually pretty on point with what 
I wanted to talk about tonight is the kind of corporate misleadings and the fuckery of Hollywood mm-hmm. is that Scott Buck, I think, is a worse storyteller than Josh Trank, but they will tolerate him because he fucking shows up to work every day. Mm. Where You're right, uh, yeah. Josh Trank, he's like Just Chronicle gave up, yeah. was fucking great, and then he got a little bit of taste of fame. And then from what I've read and everything about the new Fantastic Four movie, which is effectively the last real job he had, and he got fired from that, mm-hmm. is he was doing a bunch of coke. And like you can't be doing coke every night. And then trying to go to a job the next day, and, I, and on unless some you're level, an experienced Hollywood executive, yeah, yeah, and unless you know, really know how to, yeah, yeah, if you know how to party like that, Warner yeah, Brothers yeah. studio executives, they have they swim in a mountain of coke, yeah. and yeah. they're able to handle themselves. So <laughs> it's like, and and yeah, what I wanted to talk about tonight was uh, was sort of how I've been thinking a lot about how maybe in some way movies are dead, which hurts me to say because like I love movies. But I love storytelling. That's what my thing is, and I love telling it through a cinematic way, and I'm a fan of that. And it's just with the advent of new things like uh, the new I, – I think uh, Lost like got us halfway there pioneering it. So did Alias, things like that. And then I think Breaking Bad mm-hmm. really fucking sent it home with this just super in-depth storytelling on TV that's like mm-hmm. super deep. And then you've got things such as Game of Thrones and uh, True Detective, Westworld. And I hate that I'm giving all HBO examples, but... They have the the budget for it. Yeah, they've got the budget. But you guys get what I'm saying, like where we effectively get this 10-hour... Legion. Yeah, Legion. Yeah, Legion We we get this huge 10-hour... Or Fargo. Fargo. Fargo, yeah. We get this 10-hour movie, basically. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And I would rather watch that... Or the Netflix series. I would rather watch that 10 to... 15-hour movie, whatever it is. And uh, yeah. also, something that's sort of like that is uh, Sherlock. But it's it's like that, Sherlock, but different. Yeah. How they have no. three it, hour no, it's, and a it's half the same. long episodes. It's the same. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what I want. I want to bring up yeah. Sherlock. It works I just I've not watched it personally. So oh, it's good. You should. Yeah, so I've heard good. I would I say... I need, the, I need to see the new season. When you, when you brought this up, Tanner, I was thinking about it. Um, as we, you know, think of, like, what the topic is that day. Um, I would say I wouldn't say you know movies are on their way out. They're they're gonna. I would see if I could predict it. There's gonna be just two different paths. Movies are the spectacle. Storytelling is gonna go to TV or prime time or I, do, do we call Netflix TV or movies now? That's I don't know. Own, well, it it's depends. Like, it's kind of its own thing. It's Netflix. Yeah, it started, it's, it's like HBO, man. It's like I would it's say not the long TV, the long HBO. form, not Hollywood blockbuster budget. Like, Daredevil's never going to have that Avengers budget. Like, that's... Right. Every season of Daredevil combined will never... Until its end, will never have... But Avengers is never going to have that grittiness of Daredevil. You know? You're right. Right. I'm saying movies are going to be the spectacle. Um, Transformers is never going to be a Netflix series. Like, Michael Bay is not there to make a story. He's there to have explosions and plots that don't do anything. Yeah, they're just... The budget will go to movies for a quick flash in the... quick flash in the pan um you know just showing off what we can do and i think the more artistic side will happen through long form premium yeah i agree services because i mean (coughs) sorry 
you can you can have that sort of long form in in theater as well, but it's over way longer period of time, like we've seen with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So like you have three Iron Man movies, <laughs> um, and like you can watch those in succession and get a story. Mm-hmm. And you can start with Iron Man and you can go all the way to Infinity War and you can put all those together and you can have one long fucking merit, like week long marathon. So, I mean, you can still do it that way. It just takes a lot longer, but the it's, I think it's more accessible. Right. But the movies aren't going to have the nuance of some things and like defend, Mm. even defenders, you know, um, more the downtime because everything in a movie has to be there. That's true. Um, you know, purposely and you that's know, true. Flashy. Essentially, we're getting like ten-hour movies. Like what? at some point, I, I want to say we've talked about it before, but <coughs> you, I, I think it's Universal who owns it. Um, at some point, someone, Universal or whoever has the rights, is going to redo like Harry Potter as long form. Oh yeah, like we've that. preached like, that. It's going to be incredible when it happens. Yeah, they're gonna. Uh, I I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe like the fandom's still too hyped for the original series, but. The moment it starts to wane, they're going to be like, "All right, HBO, like, you want some like, you want some quick, mm-hmm. easy cash? Like, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna reboot this series and season 10, 13 episodes of season one is just going to be the first year, and it'll be like a seven se- episode or a seven season show, mm, right? Which hopefully they'll be smart enough to be like, this will have an end, like, we know when to cut it." And there's enough source material to take up all that time. Yeah. And we're not waiting on the author to finish. I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would love to see some weird meshing of the two, which is arguably the one thing I am interested in, in with the uh, Inhumans is that they're starting it off, I think, this week in certain IMAX theaters. They're debuting the first two episodes as a movie. Yep. And then the rest of it's going to air on TV is like say you took something like Daredevil and you just told a really great fucking story it's not got some crazy super heavy spectacular battle at the end but it's just a really solid story because what get, i guess what gets me is they it used to be and not even that long ago it was a big deal because it took time to shoot the these super effects heavy shit mm-hmm. It just took time to shoot movies in general, even if it wasn't super effects heavy. And then Netflix has shown, it's like, no, we, and even HBO and like all these other things, like, no, we can fucking give you a a fucking 16 hour movie. Um, and, And it split up hour at a time. Give us a fucking hour pop. I wish there was something that theaters weren't so corporatized or maybe figure something out where I don't want to pay 16 fucking dollars for an hour of entertainment. Right. But I would be down to pay like six, seven dollars to go see and fucking air week. month to month even mm. an episode of Daredevil well, or week to week or whatever. And not and I'm not saying Daredevil as it is now. It's just like it, it's curious to me that they don't have movies like that, like that somebody's not doing that. I, I think you just touched on it, which is I don't want to pay $16 for 90 minutes yeah. when I can pay $11 a month yeah. for seasons upon seasons of Daredevil, Jessica Jones. I'm or paying something not even related. To I'm that. paying 11 bucks a month. Uh, that's well, you know, 10 hours of my time, mm-hmm. 10, 13 hours of my time. That's 
five movies, give or take. We'll, we'll say yeah. it's ten episodes, um, an hour each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll call it five movies for eleven dollars a month. One movie at the theater is sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's two hours of your time. Like that's that's if you economic. don't want like popcorn and a drink or anything like that. Oh yeah, that's not. I don't have people screaming at me, well, taking their kids to see. If you're not, if you're not buying see, that fucking bucket, you're an idiot. Like, that, that bucket's the deal of the century. Except that it's year. still like, I can buy a bag of popcorn at my house for yeah. 30 yeah. cents. I got some horrible Redenbacher right well, there. Well, my <laughs> thing is, I'm a huge proponent of the theater experience. I fucking love going to the theater. There are definitely cons about it. I don't like... Uh, I, I, I don't like that... Um, like, I can't drink beer, but that's a Tennessee thing. Uh, I, there are certain little things like that that you I don't like. You can go to the Ovation Room and pay $20. Not, there is no Ovation not Room anymore. anymore. Remember? It's, oh, it's gone. Oh, shit. Thank you, AMC, and oh, fuck you. Motherfuckers. But, uh, so, I mean, I still drink beer in the theater. Catch me, assholes. <laughs> and, We've uh, been there. Yeah. I brought Coronas to Fast 8 to the Yeah, fate. no, I still, <laughs> the only reason I didn't that day was I was super hungover. But, um... <laughs> No, I still drink beer in theaters. There's other things I would like to do during the movie that I can't do in the theater. And I mean, you could masturbate, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess. But I don't. Maybe they could do this. Like I, I don't know. Maybe I just love the theater out. experience, and I would love to have the option in some way to watch shows. Give me a ten-hour story and release it week by week or month by month. But maybe if you're going to do that, provide like a subscription service to your yeah. movie for the, so it's like you pay a ticket. That gets you into full all ten hours of that movie, and maybe it's fifty dollars. Sounds, sounds like part of Alan's uh, like ideal your, your membership. Yeah, the movie yeah. theaters yeah, yeah, membership. Yeah, yeah. call back to a previous episode yeah. right there. I would say I, I I agree. I agree with most of that, Tanner. I think I'm a fan of the movie experience as it exists in my head, which is yeah. I get there, I get a good seat, everyone shuts the fuck up, and we watch a movie, but the more these big blockbusters go on, the less that theater exists only in my head. Yeah. Um, I get there. It's crowded. Everyone's talking, texting, their phones are glowing like fucking the beacons of Gondor. Um, they're talking over the parts that everyone's, you know, seen a million times in the previews, but then they don't stop. So I miss the other stuff. And somebody's uh, brought their kids to Deadpool and, like, and th- and that's the reality. Yeah, and that's the reality is that this awesome theater experience, which I've had, exists only in my head, or at the very end of a of the run of something when no one's there anymore. Um, and even then, I-, I can pause Daredevil and go to the bathroom. Right. Like I can drink. I could be drinking my beer, which I want to do, but I. And I, I try, I, as I've gotten older, I try and get out of it. Like, I just stop drinking at all in these movies because this two and a half hour Avengers movie, when I have to pee 40 minutes into it, yeah. I, I can't, it gets in my head. I can't, uh, I, I, I just, I get paralyzed. I can't leave because I'll miss like the coolest or quippiest part. No, I get what you, and you then, spend like, more time focusing on like, all right, how uncomfortable, like yeah. gambling on that, like, all right, I'm going to. I'm going to roll on black here. Like, am I allowed to go piss right now? We're going to see. Yeah, and then the longer I do it, it's like, no, that's a lot of pee. Like, by the time it's done, I feel like the the piss is calcified in my bladder. Yeah. Like, it's turned into a solid (laughs) thanks to all that pressure. 
and dude, I get, I get my head like that, that and is start sort of thinking like I get real in depth with the genre, and I'm like, all right, what genre of film is this? All right, if it's an action film, all right, all right, it's not gonna be super plot heavy, or if it's a drama, I'm like. All right, if there's action, I need to go piss right now. Yeah, like at John Wick, is there any shit. point yeah. I could have gone to go pee? <laughs> yeah, like, right. no. Um, and it, like, when Star Wars comes out, I'll be straight up dehydrated when I go in there, which will be its own kind of annoying. But, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just be, like, full on cotton mouth. Oh, I'm getting one of those sacks installed. A catheter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, you know, straight up parched, but. At least I know I can sit there, right, comfortably in the bladder. Like I know there's a fountain right out there, and 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 that's that. And you know, and I just remembered this. Maybe, maybe it's time to bring back the intermission. I love the intermission. Yeah, you watch like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is the only movie I can remember that had one. Did you ever? Did and you it, did you go see uh, Grindhouse when that was in theaters? I did it had not. an intermission because that has an intermission. And then yeah. uh, Quentin's, I can't remember. I don't. I, it may have been his latest movie. They're on a first name basis. Um, yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I call him. He's Q. from Tennessee. I, <laughs> I feel confident calling him Quentin. He's, he's from Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh. Fuck, what was it? The Hateful Eight mm-hmm. had a big IMAX screening that I regretfully did not get to see. But he shot that thing in IMAX. And that movie's incredible if you guys not watched it. it That's would on ma- my list. It would make an incredible stage play. Because cool. the entire thing takes place in one set. It would make such an incredible stage play. I will watch that tonight, actually. It, it's a great movie, dude. And then... uh that he, he there were there were special IMAX screenings and with those they did an intermission, and I'm a big fan, I agree with you I'm a big fan of the intermission mm-hmm. like I, and I don't know why they don't do it just from a business standpoint it's like give people a chance to go buy to more get more snacks, snacks. Yeah, yeah let's all go to the lobby all right yeah. I I'm gonna just refute the my own idea here for two reasons number one that free popcorn thing you got they're gonna refill it and I guess that's more product loss yeah but they're mm-hmm. paying like. It's like a, a friend a told fraction me it's like, of a cent. it's like yeah. ten cents per pound or something for yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, it's I get that. But then, to my own personal hell, it'll be everyone's going to have to get reset with their phones out. Like people who don't make it back from the bathroom in time are going to navigate through with their phone as like a flashlight, right in the middle of like the actual middle of the movie. So it'll be my own person. I want the intermission, but after saying it out loud, it'll be my own personal hell of having to deal with this shit again like when well, i get the movie audience that can get their shit fucking together yeah. like that's a rarity yeah so it's a ha- well, but then if well, i get that well, the first time i'd have to roll is, on it twice is you'd have to start designing movies differently because you'd have to start preparing for that kind of thing so like yeah at the end like at the very beginning of the second half or whenever yeah some downtime some downtime some shit's going on maybe some cleanup from what happened before right and then it builds back up you give people the time to turn off their shit which you shouldn't have to do you're right you shouldn't have to do it but in just designing the movie it might even change like the flow of how movies work yeah you're right no it's some and to your point of this dream theater yeah. That we've been—I uh, mean, we've been talking about this dream theater on here for several episodes. I like it, and I like, uh, I like this name. I've come up with Dream Theater too, even though it's a kick-ass eh. band. It would capture uh, a little pretentious. It would uh, capture the movie experience that we both want. What's well, our dream? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe it's time 
for a theater. Like I know there's things like Alamo Draft Houses and stuff, but have a theater that caters to a little bit more pretentious movie going crowd. People like us that expect more. We don't want to deal with the fucking teenagers. Chattanooga is really the perfect like place a for theater this. that's not going to show kids movies. Like or maybe they show one. They've got one theater. Uh, they'll show like adult kids. Sometimes like, they've got maybe they've got one screening room like say they've got yeah. four or five screening rooms they've got one that's just allotted for family friendly kids like standard film goers because you definitely want that business because you you know that's going to be regular people coming right. on holidays and stuff and then all the other screening rooms are built for people like us that genuinely love film we're there to enjoy the movie we want to enjoy a beer you know things like that you would have there i mean you know, plenty of adults want to see Frozen or Moana or something. Yeah. So you have your ones that are, you know, the kid-friendly ones. But eventually, at 1030 at fucking night, like, yeah. no, that's, we're, we're in adult time now. Like, 21 and up. Yeah, you're, you've got your pass. Like, yeah. no, the, the, your kid can't get in here with their bracelet. Right. It's just not happening. Mm-mm. And I would love if theaters advocated, uh, like, a thing in the lobby. Like, stick around and hang out for a minute. Like, Yeah, if, talk if, about the film. Like, if there was a bar... In the lobby, I don't know why they don't do that. Like, I like it. Keep going. Have a bar in the lobby. You can go see your movie. Come right out to the bar and fucking sit there and talk about the movie you just saw and have a beer. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like, why wouldn't idea. you do that? Like, because I, no one has our vision. Yeah, nobody. And we don't have the capital. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, if you're listening, we got a great movie theater idea. We'd love to pitch you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just like there's little things like that that make sense to me about a perfect theater, and then everything gets so slammed like i'm pretty sure amc owns almost everything now yeah i think like they, it, it was the republic you, parking of yeah <laughs> you had regal you had carmike and amc and then rave was its own thing and then it slowly just got whittled down and everything in town now i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. except that one uh except the one over at hamilton yeah place. except the one yeah. at hamilton mm-hmm. place doing its own thing they're the closest to our dream we've got and it's sure. still a far cry what do they do differently? Uh, well, they were. Other than they're not AMC. They were. They're up there on the hill up behind Big River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what yeah. you're talking and, about. And uh, they were kind of, they were the cheap theater. Not even kind of about it. Right, they, yeah. They, they yeah, would, yeah they we would saw get Terminator like, Genesis there. Yeah, they would get there. things a couple months after Still they've had their main run. Yeah. And it was like $2 or something, yeah. which is great. Now they're charging regular price, and I think they get movies on time, but they've upgraded everything, and they make it super... They finally have the stadium seating. Yeah, they got fancy fancy. seating, better Mm. projection, and all that, and their screens aren't the biggest. And I'm fine with not the biggest screen, but I want high quality and good sound. I agree. I I want people to just turn off your goddamn phone and shut the fuck up. Now, at the Perfect Theater, I'm pretty sure you leave them in a basket at the door. No, because you have... No, at the Perfect Theater, there's... Doctors and people doctor that needs card. their phones. No. So you when you sign up, card. no, when you sign up, there it goes in your file that right. you're no, a doctor. That's, that's fine. So when the there's always an usher in there. Like he stands there at the bottom with like his little like nightstick. Yeah. And he's like a big bouncer looking dude. So the moment he sees the glow of a phone, you get one fucking warning because emergencies happen. All right. Mm-hmm. You get one fucking warning. It gets recorded. And if you do it again, your pass gets revoked. This is a very and then like that. I'm first, fine with that. Okay, yeah, no refunds. You couldn't put your you couldn't follow the rules. No refunds, substitutions or exchanges. You're out. And now a seat's freed up that somebody can mm-hmm. purchase. Somebody who might be able to keep their phone yeah. in their fucking pocket. It's not hard. Someone who deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not no, hard. I understand. No, it's fine. So, but if you are a doctor, 
the bouncer like knows that or he comes over he's like you know you need to put that away and, he, and you're like no i'm a doctor but since i'm a doctor and my phone went off uh, i gotta dip out anyway so nbd yeah right i gotta go deliver a baby um i'm not sticking around to see the after credit scene yeah, and right. oh and at the dream theater the usher who's kind of like half usher half mater d he tells you in the beginning before the movie starts if there's an after credit scene it's That's no longer a surprise he I goes like folks that. i know this is a marvel movie you'll be f- seeing two scenes one halfway through the credits one at the end so if you've been waiting to pee and you don't want to sit through the entire thing just so you know mm-hmm. um wait for that first one and then feel free to come back in or sit through the whole thing. Or, counterwise, hey, there's nothing here. The moment you see those credits, there's not a secret thing at the end. You're good to go. You yeah. can stay and see who, you can who ser- works so hard yeah, on this wonderful Yeah, you're welcome movie, to you stay, can- but if you got places to be or you got to go to the bathroom, there is no secret thing waiting at the end of this. That would be great to know. It would be. Man, if only I could just pay like a monthly fee <laughs> to have that. <laughs> One, what's bullshit is there was some sort of app recently that tried to at least somewhat simplify the movie purchasing ticket thing and they tried to do a movie pass thing through this app where you pay a certain amount per month and you can go to theaters and they just they cover the cost of the ticket you're paying uh, yeah, for yeah 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 and their whole business strategy was like if we get enough subscribers mm-hmm. we're banking on the fact that not everybody is going to go see them, even though they like the idea. Right, 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 right. So we're going to be racking up these regular subscription fees and then just having to and pay And people out. are going to forget them or not yeah. be able to go to them or whatever. And, uh, right. I would definitely pay some fee because I would be the person abusing that. Right. Like if I'm paying some yeah. fee monthly. I got some free time. I'm, I'm going to the like, theater. Yeah. Yeah, you and, figure even if it's 30 bucks a month, that's two movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And apparently AMC won't do it. Great. Of course. Like, yeah, they they found some, Thanks. like, legal loophole where they're like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to deal with that. It probably wasn't even a legal loophole. It was probably a partnership with whatever the app was, and they were just like, nah. Yeah. Well, it was something, from what I understand, of where they had to find a way that they could block, like, third-party transactions. Mm. And that's how they were You can still get, like, Fandango tickets for AMC, yeah. though. Yeah. But I think that sale goes directly, like, to, you know... Yeah. Yeah. So it's bullshit. Like, theaters, the, I don't know, to me, the corporatization of theaters is what's killing the movie-going experience. And I love going to the theater. My favorite thing to do when I was a kid was go to the fucking theater. Like, drive-ins. Oh, drive-ins yeah. Drive-ins are, are cool. Drive-ins are awesome, and they're all but dead. Yeah. It's, like, now a niche thing to have a drive-in. I grew up going to a drive-in. That's where I saw most of the movies that I saw in theater when I was a kid. We did the dollar ones, but to that point... We, all, we didn't have two things, internet and cell phones, mm-hmm. when we were kids. So if you didn't see Spider-Man the day it came out, like you had to worry about the other kids at school, but their parents weren't in a race to see it first either. Like, right. You could wait weeks for it to hit that dollar theater, which was a thing back then, um, to go see you know The Lion King. Or, and also no cell phones. So the theater experience itself... And, and no, no internet was also like no, not a billion and a half different trailers. Like everyone saw the same one or two Lion King trailers. Uh, there were no cell phones, so you got there, everyone was on the same page, and you shut up and you watched the movie. I remember taking two days over like early torrenting life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is early torrenting. Yeah, taking two Napster. days 
This is around the time wire. of Napster and like Bear Share and all those, and torrenting have, had just become. I a haven't thing. thought about Bear Share in at least a decade. Kaza, all those, yeah. And, Kaza uh, light. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't torrent. Maybe it through it was through Bear Share or something. But either way, I remember spending two days over fifty six k downloading uh, the Phantom Menace trailer just so I could <laughs> have it, so trailer. I could yeah, just so you could it. watch yeah. it whenever you wanted. Yeah, two days. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, we, I, didn't that was the life at the we didn't time. know. We didn't know. Yeah, what were you on? Yeah, some come on. You no, weren't. No, no. I didn't know. you weren't over there. Know. Like, oh, this is gonna suck. Everyone, to, we were I all went, in this. It was, it was the world before nine eleven. We were all in this together. Yeah. All right, we were all. There was a dude with two lightsabers who probably breathed fire, and you had. I know. I young Obi Wan and a kid who was gonna grow up to be Darth Vader, who definitely wasn't super whiny. Dude, in a way, I was there. you just made me realize something that in a way, we all had a new hope. The prequel trilogy, and especially <laughs> the Phantom Menace, yeah, the it. Phantom Menace was uh, the first real awakening that we had <laughs> as like a mass public that things could fucking suck. The cinematic suck. letdown? No, yeah. not even cinematic, just that oh. things can fucking suck. Like everybody, of course, Turtles, all, no, of no, course, no, no, yeah, Turtles no. three came out. Before no, that no, hang did. on. Of course, you had the things that like the every day, and I'm talking like life in general here is that you had things like you've got your bad, your day to day bad days, you know, right? And then you had movies before like that, mm-hmm. or like uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Back to the Future three. You definitely had movies oh. that suck, or the Super I, Mario Brothers I, movie. Oh, like, yeah. but still, in some way. Those were st- like the Super Mario Brothers movie is a horrible so movie. It's so bad. It's but not even so way, bad. It's good. It's just bad. I it's loved just that bad. when I was a kid. It had every note that I needed it to hit when I was a kid. And and it was like, oh, it's okay. It's just a movie. I mean, that was. And then the Phantom Menace happened. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and like Star Wars was the first real religious experience movie. You know, like the one where people <laughs> followed it like that. That maybe Star Trek. But, like, the ones where it's like, no, and it was like, oh, my God, it sucks. And it even took people years to realize it sucked. Yeah, the diehards just. Yeah. No, it was, to your point, Jared, Turtles 3, it sucked. But as a kid, it didn't suck. It just wasn't as good as the the other two. Yeah. You still had the Turtles fighting dudes. Yeah. And the expectations are low. Uh, Back to the Future 3, uh, agreed. I know it's. I've appreciated it. Yeah, I appreciate it more as I've gotten older, but I'm like. Now they're just in the old west, not time traveling. Like right. that's not fun. Yeah. Um. It looks like they ran out of money after the second movie, and they blew the budget. Now they're just on this old west set. But yeah, no, it's. But you were always like, it's still good, just not as good. Phantom mm-hmm. Menace was objectively a, bad. An objective letdown. Like yeah, it's not that it wasn't not as good as Jedi. It just wasn't good at all. Yeah. You were yeah, just like, yeah. no, but that dude with the lightsaber, he just, he died. And that kid was so annoying. He's going to be Darth Vader. So <laughs> that pussy kid. Yeah. So and, and Liam Neeson was so cool. And now he's not, I mean like, yeah, no, he's still cool, but yeah, like, he like he's, he's dead. And the Yoda puppet. Oh my God. The Yoda puppet. It looks not good. That thing did not do no, well in whatever storage center. I don't center. know if they... Did they use the original one and that's just how yeah. it aged? Yeah, that's what happened. Jesus. Yeah, they pulled him out of storage, dusted him off. And that's why in like episode two, well. they were like, we're digi- 
this fucker's going digital. Yeah. I'm sure they tossed that thing in a dumpster and lit it Along up. They're like everything <laughs> else. Never Which that, again. Uh, episode two is the first movie ever shot on digital. That's true. Yeah, yeah. on digital film. Yeah. Uh, was that cool. was didn't mind that one nearly as much as the first one. I liked episode two. I liked yeah. I liked like the second half of it. I think I liked it for for me episode two. Like the entire Star Wars prequel trilogy could start at episode two. They can cover episode one in Before the, the cr- in or the something. crawl mm-hmm. in that opening crawl. They'd oh, be yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, the, uh, Obi Wan like. Darth Maul, Qui Gon don't even ever have to exist. Even though I like those characters, they never have to exist. And you just cover like Obi Wan found this uh, slave kid who had the highest midichlorian count. Blah blah blah. Like no, you leave shit. out the midichlorian part. Well, yeah, of course. But yeah. like, I'm just saying, like, yeah. you cover that entire. Plot A young Jedi Padawan named Anakin yeah. Skywalker. You don't even need. Yeah, and start out at Episode Two. Like that's all. Like, and for me, it does start at Episode Two. I rarely rewatch the Phantom Menace. There's no need to. I have to be in a really much like the Hobbit mood. movies. The soundtracks are on point, and that's really mm, that's true. That's where Duel of the Fates came Duel from. Duel of Fates is great. Well, John yeah. Williams can do no wrong. Yeah. He's the one constant that it's it won't, it's not Star Wars without him. The guy that did the Rogue One soundtrack did a pretty good job. He did a good job of imitating John Williams. It's different, mm-hmm. but I like. Yeah, it. it's a little different, but like I don't, like Episode Two for me, it was. There were parts that kept I kept thinking were going to be cool, and then they were like sort of let down. Like the moment Anakin gets those two lightsabers, but he has them for yeah. like a second and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, homeboy's gonna!" There goes a hand. Oh, never mind. All right. Shit, I was I was <laughs> stoked to see like dual wielding lightsabers, and now it's like he's uh, not classed for that, and you know it. I, see, he suffered me, the two weapon fighting penalty. He Look, sure did. He lost a fucking hand yeah. for it. <laughs> for me, episode two wins for me just because of the clone battle. I'm like, oh yeah, this is okay. This is how the stormtroopers are supposed to be operating. Kick ass. All right. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. That uh, final clone battle is pretty sweet to me. It was, it was cool, like, but it like wasn't. From the arena on is pretty damn cool. Yeah. It wasn't Anakin fighting Obi Wan cool yeah. on Mustafar. And but what's funny to me though is. That that clone battle in Attack of the Clones, there's stuff I've seen in the Star Wars Clone Wars series that looks cooler visually mm-hmm. and looks better. And that's a stylized That's a child's show. TV show. That yeah. just shows how far technology has come. Yeah. yeah, and like the digital effects. Because that entire, I mean, I would say after that arena, you're seeing more CGI effects mm-hmm. than you are actual film. Like you're seeing characters' faces, and that's about it. Yeah, that's everything true. from then on is just all green screen. Like most of that movie was anyway, but especially then on in the film. And there's stuff in that Clone Wars show that looks better. I believe it. And I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen any of those prequel movies in a long time. Yeah, because that Clone Wars show movie. though is great. Which one? Um, not the original one. They came out with like a movie, and then they had a follow-up show done by the guy that did the Samurai Jack animation. Oh, that clone one? Yeah, that the cartoon one. one. Awesome. That, yeah, they, and then they came out with another one after that that is like serialized that fills yeah. the gaps between episodes. One, two one and is three. like Clone Wars and one's the Clone Wars. Yeah, I can't remember that. Yeah. But the cartoon the, one was awesome. The, yeah, the, the, the one that's, drawn. Yeah, the yeah. one I see, I've not watched much of that one. Oh, it's so it's good. But I the, have those on DVD. You but the watch. one that is like five, six seasons long, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that digital animation. That goes into like the. Um, it's the one before Rebels. It's the one that's yeah. like, uh, it goes into like the bounty hunters and yeah. shit like that. And yeah, that's where you, Cad Bane and all that yeah, comes yeah. from. And yeah. 
Yeah, you you get like Darth Maul comes back in that, and it it make it fleshes his character out where you're like, I don't know, it's the perfect thing for Darth Maul because you're like, all right, he was a cool character that just got killed off, and then they bring him back, and at first you're because that's what got me watching it. So I was like, okay, how can they bring back this guy? He was chopped in half. And they bring him back in the most perfect fucking way possible. We were like, okay, yeah, this works. All right, it's weird. My twin brother. But it works. <laughs> yeah, like his twin brother finds him and how he survived. He got tossed on some Savage trash Apprentice. planet. Is that his brother? Yeah. The yellow, <laughs> yeah. The yellow Darth Maul. And uh, he was just so pissed that Obi-Wan beat him in a duel that that's what kept him alive. It's just Damn. like sheer will and anger through the force See, kept him alive. It's just derivative cra- of Darth Vader because that's how he lived on Mustafar. He was so pissed but, that Obi-Wan beat him that he still, didn't that's die. How, that's how so the dark side works, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not... Darth Vader, classic you know, wasn't... Side. You know, yeah, it's just classic dark side shit. So, I don't know. I love that. He's just so pissed and he's real crazy, like, deranged when we first find him and then they build him some new legs and, like, work him back and he's like... Okay, yeah. And then he's just like, no, I got to duel Obi-Wan again. He's not trying to come. Yeah, then he duels Alec. Do then he duels Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. Yeah. Sorry, Sir yeah. Alec Guinness. No, Obi-Wan. it's a very samurai esque sort of story. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It comes mm-hmm. to a neat end. And it doesn't come to an end until Rebels, which is pretty rad. Oh, that's neat. And yeah. he talks. Yeah. Turns out he can do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did talk. He had Phantom like a Menace. sentence. Uh, yeah. Peter. Uh, the Tick. Yeah, The Tick. Peter Serafanowitz or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's him? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Darth Maul's voice. Oh shit. Yeah. But um Which is know. pretty good by the way. Have you guys watched that? I'm not watching. I have it. seen four yeah. Is it are there only six episodes I, or are I, they just dropping them out like I don't at intervals? Know. I've seen four out of the six it, episodes. I've seen all six No, of I read the ones what they're there. doing. Amazon's which I think this is neat that we live in this day and age where people are fucking around with stuff like this, is uh so to sort of battle the binge-watching culture, they mm-hmm. don't want people watching it all at once. They want people to watch the six episodes. Talk about it for a bit. Talk about it for a bit, and then it's going to come back in October. Okay, so okay. they just wait a couple months. Yeah. Or I'm okay with that, I, I think. like that. That's why I'm that's, interested to see how it works out. Back to my, I don't hate it. I, don't, I have no opinion on it yet. Back to my point I was making earlier about the movies. That's, it's like I love the theater experience, and I like being able to – dwell on something for i don't like dwelling on something for a year and a half you yeah. know like having yeah. to wait you got to rewatch it like, again before you like can. game of thrones <laughs> seasons waiting between yeah. those is irritating but venture if brothers. i had to wait yeah like, you haven't been a venture brothers venture fan, brothers like man. six months no i've heard about venture brothers. like yeah. six months is doable i would like that and it's like if you had that theater experience where you had something like daredevil or game of thrones and you could go get the theater experience with that, but you waited a month, month to month mm-hmm. to go see it. And then after that, or like maybe it de- that's when it debuted on TV. I don't know. Or maybe week to week. I don't give a fuck. But give me the, uh, let me pay one fee to come see it here. And then I just have one ticket that gets stamped each time I come see it. And it gives me time in between to really talk about it. That's like why I like Game of Thrones. Or like, not why I like Game of Thrones, but... I like that it's not bingeable. Like, yeah, it's like we've even brought it up on our Game of Thrones shows yeah, when Will true. was here. How he definitely so he binged shit. it, and he definitely missed details. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed when I've binge watched stuff that there's like, man, I and I know when I'm watching, it's like, fuck, I'm missing so much shit right now. 
because I'm just like plowing through the story. I'm you not get, picking up on details or like really. It's like it's the same with beer. Like you know, if yeah, when if you go day bar, drinking all day, you're not going to remember your tenth as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing. So it's like you get yeah the smaller things more. I think like between episodes, like the same way they do in Archer, how they have like running gags right. throughout the seasons and stuff like that. Like. If you binge it, you're like, okay, cool. I, I remember when they did that a couple hours ago or something. But it's technically a different episode. But if you watch it all at once, like, you forget which episode is which. And so if someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm only, you know, a few episodes in, you're like, oh, has this person died yet? And you're like, no. Damn. Well, see, and it's also hard when you're watching something because you're being introduced. If you go from the beginning, you're going to be retarded on that show. Yeah. Because... You're being introduced to all like this whole new world, these all new characters. You've got to learn their names. You've got to learn their faces. And it, me at least, I have a hard time when I first start watching a show. Oh, yeah. There'll always be two or three characters that look the exact fucking same to me. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It was basically uh, like three of the same dudes and then D. Yeah. All three of those dudes, like now, like Charlie Mack and Dennis, mm-hmm. they I can tell them apart. I mean, they all look very different to me now. But when I first started watching that show, I couldn't tell you which was which. It's it, and I have that problem with all shows. When I first start watching, it's like okay, yeah. When it, I first start watching, you got to get your head wrapped around someone. The show I still have trouble with, House of Cards. Yeah, because it's that always super hard. There's some so corrupt. You know who it is? It's the old ass white dude in a suit who is completely corrupt yeah and that's everyone and yeah. so I'm well, like, it's just all the white which, people which corrupt show. team is he on because he's wearing the same like gray suit as everyone else well all the white yeah, like, people on that show like really they're all it, the it's same like, they and have, they're all the same character they, they, they have the they have yeah. the same like upper class white person haircut they're yep. wearing the same color suit it, it's very and they all have the show. exact same goal which yeah. is welcome to, to washington they're either screwing frank underwood or being screwed by frank underwood mm-hmm. i know which one's kevin spacey i don't remember who is and then they and then he's off name dropping people and i'm like i don't know who no it's they're super talking hard about that show. yeah i had that same problem with bits of boardwalk empire i think it's any, yeah, any yeah. of those shows this, with like a whole shitload of main characters. A whole shitload of white dudes on. in suits. Yeah. White the dudes suits were suits, a little yeah. more colorful, so you had true. that. And some of them were, his, a lot of them were historical figures, so I was like, okay. That's true, that's true. That, uh, you right, know. I know, I know who that person is. That's yeah. a good point, that helped. But, uh, and it's the same thing with fucking dwarves in Lord of the Rings. Fucking dwarves. God. And Gloin and Biffin oh, and Boffin and... God. Hipping and hopping and <laughs> flippity floppity, flippity floppity, <laughs> fucking dwarves. Ugh. That God, that prequel trilogy had such potential. No, it didn't. It did, Jared. Yeah, it's called the book. <laughs> you read the book. PJ did great things to Lord of the Rings and made it super accessible to it, a whole new generation of people. Yeah, too bad he made it shitty for a whole new generation of people. <sighs> read the book. It takes less time than it takes to watch all three of those movies. <laughs> And you'll get more enjoyment out of it. I'm not debating that in the slightest. I agree 100%. It's that, God, I just wanted those to be good. Yeah, everyone did. It was, <sighs> by the time I watched the Battle of the Five Armies, I was like, let's just get this fucking over with. Let's just Let's happen. just get it over with. The first movie, I'm like, oh boy, more Lord of the Rings after like 10 years. I cannot 
fucking wait. I can barely like sit still or sleep. And then I watched, and I was like, well, like Phantom Menace, I'm like, that was different. No, that was just that was just bad. But it's okay. Second one's got a dragon. It's gonna be mad cool. Mm-mm. He's gonna have wings and feet and hands. No, nope. he's gonna. Oh, no, nope, he doesn't have hands now. That's he's not also really. not. A, he's technically still yeah, not a dragon. He's, he's technically a weird one. Um, maybe even though they showed a picture of him on that map with tokens illustrations with four limbs and wings. Motherfuckers. But at least he's not gonna like turn into like some stupid Benny Hill scene, right? Well, we're oh, you mean like where there's like where <laughs> there's I don't a know, Benny Hill scene, gold, and they're like chasing around when each they're other chasing each other down hallways, and it's like the whole point of Bilbo going there so the doors don't go in, and that bird's gonna talk to him, and it's gonna be like mad cool, and then the dwarves go in anyway, and then by the God third movie, I, I knew there wasn't gonna be like a cool Revenge of the Sith moment at the end. I'm like, let's just no, let's just get this fucking done. Yep. There's no oh, reason oh, that. Oh, yeah. There's no reason Why the, fuck are you the second movie they could have cut out that stupid Scooby Doo chase scene and just killed the dragon. They could have done the same in thing the second the- one and then started the third one like with the aftermath. They could have done the same thing with the elves like escaping Dude, from wherever, like jumping, a, uh, jumping Christ. across barrels. They could have done some so many like things that. differently. Like, fuck yeah, fuck everything. All. They could have done. They could have made the dwarves actually different. God, fuck all of them. They have twelve hours of behind the scenes shit that goes into each dwarf's character development and what they're wearing and why all that matters and not a single goddamn minute of it translates into the movie dude no those dwarves in that movie bothered me because i couldn't like what we were talking about earlier i couldn't tell them fucking apart that's what we were saying yeah yeah Yeah. although to be fair even in the book they're not that different from each other oh no they're not and in the movie i'm saying i I watch the special features which are far more fascinating than the movie if i had the choice between watching behind-the-scenes Hobbit making of or the movies, I'd go with the behind-the-scenes for that. Yeah. But, like, the dwarf Oin, he's, like, their healer. He They named him that because his name sounds like ointment, and he's got all these, like, herbs and, like, salves on him. Do you remember that? Do you no. remember any of fucking no. that? No. No? Oh, shit, okay. Um, huh, wonder why. Oh, right, none of it translated into the fucking movie. One that gets into the orcs, too, is uh, they oh, made God. the decision in that movie to make all the orcs and whatnot digital yeah. where they actually use makeup for the Lord of the Rings movies and yeah. that, that just equal to me like I'm not gonna know who the fuck that is like in the original even though the orcs all look pretty much the same I was definitely like oh yeah that's that, that, that no in that Fellowship guy. you're like that's yeah. the leader yeah mm-hmm. that dude is the leader and in Two Towers you're like that's the skinny one with the nasally voice and yeah. that's the guy who looked like the leader because uh, he's big and scary and they don't get along yeah now I I have a huge problem with that when I'm first watching shows like yeah and Return uh, of the King here's the midget disfigured one I'm like ah he looks a lot different yeah. oh he's the leader now all right okay. that's, I'm on it I figured it out <laughs> no and it's I mean it's not hard to do that and something like I'm not saying I'm racist here but, but I can, but but I can watch a show like if there was that proponent like just naturally being like whatever respective race you are. It's going to be harder to pinpoint like little differences in yeah. different races. And I could watch something that's got a load of different races like The Wire or uh, right. Luke Cage or something. I don't have that problem in those shows. Right. So it's obviously, you know, it's not something like that. It's definitely how the thing is shot. And yeah, maybe like the and set costume design. costuming, set design, things like that go into it too of like, and even makeup, I guess. Like, don't have all your people fucking look alike. 
Like, right. I, I had that problem early on in Game of Thrones with uh, the Night's Watch people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I mean, that was... I'm not going to say kind of the point, yeah. but kind of. But yeah, like eventually when the the small council's there, everyone's down in King's Landing and you're like, I know which one's Cersei. And I know which <laughs> one's her brother that fucks her. I know which one's the midget. But after, it was funny, after uh, re-watching a lot of it, I completely forgot that Tywin was even in the show at all. I thought he sort of like showed up at the Battle of Blackwater. And no, he, no, 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 no. Not, I thought you're right. No, I beginning. thought he showed up with for the first time with Arya and her whole thing in Harrenhal. Yeah, mm. I did not realize he was in season one and had like scenes before that because he was just another like white dude. Yeah, yeah, the other old white dude. Yeah, I thought he was just the dude in charge of this burned out like wreck. I didn't realize like he was Tywin Lannister, mm. their father, and that he was the same. And then he showed up at Blackwater. I was like, oh, they have been talking yeah. about him. Dude, I, I saw this. Uh, I've not been able to find it because we brought this up before in one of our Game of Thrones after shows. Okay. And I looked like it like, for a needle in a haystack and I could not find it. It was something I found on Reddit. But it was like it was the most perfect fan casting for Game of Thrones for a prequel show about Robert's Rebellion. Mm hmm. And it had uh, the McAvoy guy that played Xavier. James? Yeah. Yeah, James McAvoy. He was playing uh, Ned Stark. Okay. And uh, it had, uh, what's his name that plays uh, Bane? Tom Hardy? Yeah, they had Tom Hardy as uh, good old Bobby Baratheon. Okay. (laughs) Bobby Okay. Then they had, for young Tywin Lannister, it was the most perfect fucking casting. And I don't know the guy's name. But he was the guy that played the vampire, like one of the three elder vampires, because they killed the first elder vampire in the first Underworld movie. Uh, if you've ever watched Underworld. I saw the first one when it came out. Yeah. I saw Which was an awesome movie ago. when it came out. Um, it was before vampires were popular, you right. know? Like, yeah. it was cool. When they and were uh, still a joke. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they made him like real badass and Matrixy. But yeah, they, they killed, there were three elder vampires, and they killed one uh, in the first movie i think i want to say his name was corvin or corbin or something like that and that the second one right. and he he the second one came back in the second movie and they had to kill him and he was like the main villain it was the guy that played him and is the most fucking perfect young tywin lannister casting the guy who plays him as the main villain in the second movie but he was also in the first is that what no, he wasn't in the first, I don't believe. He was just in the second. His name's like Corbin okay. or something. Corbin. So, Underworld Evolution? Yeah. Underworld Evolution. I'm just pulling up, like, who the hell's in it, trying to figure out who was playing who. Is he his in, twin, oh, his twin brother, William Corvinus. Yeah. All right, sounds... clicking on the link. Who plays this motherfucker? Corvinus, yeah. God damn it. Ugh. Damn it. Back. Back, Wikipedia. But no, Perfect. Young Tywin Lannister casting. I can't remember any of the other ones, but like they were spot on, and I would really like to see a see a Game of Thrones prequel about. I mean, they're gonna make Game Brian of Thrones prequels, Steele. huh? With an E or no? No. They're gonna make some Game of Thrones prequels. But they I'm are. Just curious, like what they're gonna be like, because they've built such a rich world. Like I would honestly 
be perfectly fine just to see them do a completely original story in that universe. Yeah, the uh, the whole Valerian thing, or yeah. in Valeria would be cool, but then they got to spend their money on dragons. Yeah, that's true. And I bet they don't like doing that. No, I bet they don't. But I don't know. It would be tough for them to do another Game of Thrones show without dragons, especially with especially like, a prequel before the, the big, dragons. The were big dead. dragon load they blew this season. Yeah, like I, we had a dragon in almost every episode this season. Oh yeah, doing no, they some didn't. Awesome they shit. didn't shortchange us with the dragons yeah. this season. I was I was pleased. They shortchanged poor Viserion. Oh, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> we did hardly knew ye. Mm. What do you guys think about uh, Colin Trevorrow getting kicked off episode nine? You know, um, I, I uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think I'm fine with it because yeah. Jurassic World was the Force Awakens. Yeah, it, I. It was Jurassic Park with a shiny new coat on it. And there was, was a cool safe. fight scene at the end. Um, and that was it. I don't know what else Colin Trevorrow's done, but I didn't need another J.J. Abrams thing happening. Um, and if if they're, they've got, you know, other people coming in, but if they're looking at Rian Johnson, who's doing episode eight, The Last Jedi, I will, if, if The Last Jedi is good, Give him, yeah, give him nine. Right. Dude, he's a competent filmmaker. I mean, like, Trevorrow, don't, I was telling you earlier today, the only movie he's done that I've actually liked is Safety Not Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I actually that's, liked the movie. It's, it wasn't bad. It's just weird. It was, it was quirky. It's, yeah, that's and I like the quirkiness um, of it. Aubrey Plaza works at, like, a, like some sort of Walmart-type store, doesn't she? And they, like... Isn't some well, she, like sleeping well, in the she, camping section? No, she's and they have she's an, an intern. And like she's a, an intern at like a, a like a small newspaper place or something, or okay. maybe a blog. I don't know. But uh, they find an, a Craigslist ad from this guy that says uh, he's looking for somebody to travel back in time with him. Okay. Uh, safety is not guaranteed, and apparently it's based on a real story. Like this is a real thing that happened, and. They go investigate it because they're like, oh, this guy's definitely going to give us a good news story that we can write some public interest piece on. And they go investigate, and she starts kind of sympathizing with the guy, realizing, like, he may not be crazy. Like, you know, he's definitely got a crazy idea. Is there a part where they break into, like, a Walmart or some kind of place? Not a Walmart, but, like, or, like, a giant Bass Pro Shops or something, and there's, like, a, like, they they have to come in through, like, the sewers or something, and they... God damn it. Maybe I'm thinking of a different it movie. It could be a different movie because nothing that in this movie. Real, it could be, though. It's been a long I time since I've seen I've seen that seen movie. Okay. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a very quirky sort of like a um, Little Miss Sunshine type of vibe. Yeah. Like, there's nothing really super extravagant mm-hmm. going on in the movie. It, it's mainly just dialogue and stuff, but it's real quirky. I like all the actors in it. And that was solid. That was one of his first big things to get noticed. And that was good, but... Then things like Jurassic World, like Jurassic World wasn't. I, I don't consider Jurassic, Jurassic World bad. No, but I it's say bad. I don't consider Force Awakens bad, but it was just kind of it's there to rehash. renew public yeah. interest. Yeah, and, uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with Jurassic World Two. Is from, he doing that is one? That yeah, he's doing okay. that. At okay. least writing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad he's off episode nine because and Rian Johnson, he's a competent filmmaker. He's done like Brick. If you guys haven't seen Brick, I like Brick. Brick's 
a super weird movie, but it's really good. It's, it's a, a modern day film noir. Yeah, it's a well, it, it was a modern day film noir. Yeah, when it but came in out. the most literal sense, like it takes it's a high school sort of drama thing about a guy investigating this girl's death. And it is. It's a film noir. Like, they talk like they do in the late 40s and early 50s. Yeah. Like Short, direct sentences. Yeah, like, okay. well, you would have seen him if you were there. Yeah. You know, and they've got, like, little film noir accents and stuff. It's very style, Not visually stylized, but just acting-wise, it's very stylized. And that's, um, oh, what's that dude's name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. is the main character, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. It seems like it seems like they're playing it safe with their Star Wars things now. Like they took off Phil Lord and Chris Miller and replaced them with Ron Howard, who's a safe director. Yeah. Um, they took they took a lot of Rogue One out of uh, Gareth Edwards' hands and brought back um, and some producer shill. I think came in and started like doing that. So I think they're just. They're they're playing it safe with the Star Wars thing. Well, I think the Gareth Edwards thing was just like, I don't know. I think they, I'll play the opposite side here. Uh, I think they really realize where the talent lies, and they know when to cut the slack line. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they had Gareth Edwards on Rogue One. And I don't know about you or even our listeners, but I noticed immediately when I saw Rogue One, I was like, Holy shit, there was a lot of stuff I saw in the trailers that mm. wasn't in the actual film. Like, there's a scene of uh, Jin running across the beach with the Death Star plans. That never happened in the movie. And I've watched behind-the-scenes stuff, and apparently he just shot a fuck ton of different sequences. Right. And then they fucked around the editing bays for a long time. Like, the whole thing on uh, Jeddah, that whole thing in Jeddah yeah. City, yep. apparently that was a fully 3D set. So he could just walk around, break the break the three sixty degree rule, mm-hmm. and just walk around and film whatever. And it works for that scene because the war zone, and it makes it really seem way more confusing than it actually is to break mm. that three sixty degree rule. And I don't know. I got the vibe that they that Disney and Kathleen Kennedy, the main producer on all this stuff, really understood Garrett's talent. Was like, no, we're gonna let him shoot the shit out of it, and then we're gonna get our own editor. And he's going to put it all together. That's the vibe I got. And it just, I get the vibe because of that and other things that Disney knows where the talent lies. And it's like, they'll cut that line if they need to. Like they got rid of Chris Lord and Phil Miller off of, uh, you know, maybe they did a good job at developing the story. But once they realized like, okay, you've developed a story and that was solid, but like, right. You know, time to back off. Now it's time for us to go to this next step. We have a specialist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, that's what it seems to me, is that they definitely, they're very conscious, and they and know when to cut that line. You know what? I'm totally okay with that if it makes me for too, a better yeah. movie. Me too, okay. yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, it's these people's jobs that I'm just so flippantly like, fuck them, <laughs> get out of here. But but I mean, you're working in Hollywood. That's exactly. not something where you're like, you're working at the factory line, and your kids are going to starve. Yeah, you know, like, no, you're fine. Yeah. You're, you're making a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll eat tonight. Yeah, if you get fired off a Star Wars movie, you don't need to go file for unemployment. Exactly. No, but you do yeah. want to be in. You want to be in on the House of Mouse because yeah. I mean that, well, that's no, not just wanna, Star Wars. That's that Marvel you don't money. Well, that's what I'm saying. Other. I don't think these people get blacklisted. Yeah, by no, you Disney don't want to leave on bad terms. I just think they really understand where the talent lies. And yeah, not, if I would put Phil Lord and Chris to, Miller on the next Pixar movie, real quick. Yeah, like I'm not. I think they really yeah. understand where the talent lies, and they, like, they even though they may fire you, 
they're not going to cut ties with you. Right. Because they've got their paws in so many different pies across the land. Mm-hmm. They, and them understanding that talent, they're going to use you again for sure. Like, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Fuck yeah. Like, they're going to bring them back for a kid's movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. What time is it? Should we be? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's looking that way. Uh... Count guys, down to 100. Count down to 100. Do you guys have anything to right. add before close out? Uh, uh, be careful if you feel like looking for a Belgian wild ale. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. It's a, it's yeah. my least favorite of the night. My favorite it. was this uh, IPA. I think but, mine was that Belgian wild ale. Yeah. This Belgian wild ale is not just my least favorite of the night. It's my least favorite that I can remember having. Wow. I'm sure I've had worse beers. Yeah. I don't doubt that, but... I have not been. I'll say the cadence put off is, by one. Cadence is definitely my number two. It was good. It was the best Belgian yeah. style ale I've had this evening. Cane, yeah. yeah, the cadence <laughs> from Reformation is definitely my number two. Oh yeah, and then that Tahoe Deep is my number three. I think the Tahoe like, Deep is really? still not bad. I, like the Tahoe I think the cadence Deep. is my it's not bad at all. But I love. We all have different. Ones. I love how crazy that uh, that Belgian wild ale was. Like, it's wild. You know? I don't think we've all had different ratings. Mm. All all three of our ratings are totally different tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so get down to Riverside. They've got, as usual, as per usual, this Saturday, they'll have a wine tasting, probably have some cheese down there. Um, and then Friday, four to six, they've got their growler promo. You can, they'll have a brewery down there and be doing some growler stuff. And saw some stuff today. They're, they'll be selling some glasses and things like that. I don't know exactly nice. what they're going to be doing with them. Maybe doing some promos if you buy a growler, maybe get you, get you a glass. I don't know what they're doing. But they'll have special glasses they've dug out from their storage room. And then they've also got their growler promo, four to six. And they'll have some brewery rep down there for you to talk to and ask questions to. But yeah, so this has been episode 99, countdown to 100 of the Brew Chat Podcast. Oh.